Welcome to the Flaws of Friendship podcast. We're on episode 62. Girl, take yourself off that shelf. Do our, do our button. There. <laughs> that title is named after Tabitha's brand new mini ebook called Girl, Take Yourself Off That Shelf, You Were Made to Shine. Congratulations. Thank you, Barr. Thank you so much. Let's tell our friends that yesterday you were the number one new release in 30-minute religion and spirituality short reads on Amazon Kindle. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty cool. That is cool. I love it. Let's post a picture this week of of what Amazon, the honor that it bestowed upon you. All right. It's so exciting. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do that a day before you actually came out as that. I did prophesy it. Uh, you sure did. Why don't you share your little prophetic story that wasn't quite taken as a prophecy <laughs> that moment? It wasn't a prophecy. I was just being stupid. <laughs> I, on Sunday, I Googled, not Googled, I went to Amazon, typed in your name in the search engine just to see you know, and it automatically filled your name. So that was exciting. Oh, wow. And so I pushed return and there it was. It said bestseller. And I screenshotted that thing and I showed my whole family. I was like, you look, Tabitha's a bestseller. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I was like, yeah, I can't believe this. It just came out. So I screenshotted it to you and sent it to you. And I was taking Max out, you know, just giving him a little puppy potty break. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, am I a bestseller? This is crazy. How does this happen? This cannot be possible. But I'm about ready to tell my husband and share it on social media because this is a sign and a wonder. Oh, I was about to share it. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to share it on our social media. Yeah, so I run inside and I take one more last look. And I notice that the bestseller <laughs> is attached to these alkaline batteries that are under me, <laughs> under my book. So the alkaline batteries are a bestseller, but my book wasn't. And I start laughing so hard. I'm literally, I'm crying because I'm laying on the bed and I'm looking at it. And I'm laughing so hard at Stacy that I'm drooling. Like I'm literally, <laughs> I'm just, my mouth is open and it won't shut from the laughter that is pouring out. And then I have like drool like coming out because I just am laughing so hard. I'm crying, I'm drooling, I'm laughing and I'm dialing. I'm dialing Stacy and I'm like, Var, those batteries are the best seller. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> I said, look, I see what the devil's doing here. I cast out the 10 year shelf life in the name of Jesus. 
<laughs> Those batteries had a 10-year shelf life. You get behind as you demon of alkaline. That's right. I see what hell is doing. The gates of hell will not prevail. And guess who you were the next day? Oh, I was the number one releasing little ebook. Yes, you were. So if y'all are having trouble with breakthrough out there, you may never have heard of him before, but you might try casting out the demon of alkaline. <laughs> it, did, <laughs> it did something. Oh, it did. It broke me right through to the number one on something. So after all that. You're welcome and congratulations. Thanks, Far. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I have this new little baby ebook. It's like 19 pages. And the Lord just gave it to me one day. I remembered a vision that I had of one of our friends, Evelyn, and the Lord just showed me this beautiful picture of her. And she looked like Lady Liberty. She looked like the Statue of Liberty. And he just brought back that into my mind not too long ago. And what we have been doing behind the scenes is really working on Stacy's book that we've kind of hinted at, her chosen book that will be released shortly. And we've been working on our free ebook that Stacy wrote for us, Hardwired for Friendship. And she began to say, hey, let's just give chosen away, like put it in a little flip book. Let's just get this thing done. She wouldn't call it a book for the longest time. So we finally worked up to that. I got her to say it like once. <laughs> so then once we got that out of her, I'm like, okay. Then she's like, well, let's just put it in the free flip book. I'm like, oh, gosh. This is terrible. I'm like, no, that's it. And guys, I have been like behind the scenes trying to figure out how to upload a book to Kindle for like a year, it feels like. And the Lord just gave me this breakthrough. I said, okay, that's it. She is not going in a free flip book. I have my little Lady Liberty symbolism in my head. I began to just write a couple things down that came to mind about that. And so I had this little baby, little ebook. And I said, okay, this is going to just bust up and just bust out. And we're going to figure out how to work Amazon Kindle. We're just going to do it because this chosen book is going to be a book. And so it was just that drive that I had for her made me do something for me. And I say that to say there's so many people who are probably sitting out there wondering what the Lord has for them to do. And they're trying to figure out how to do something for themselves. And so I encourage you to actually look around and see what you can do for somebody else because it's going to put this calling and this drawing on you to do something, to do something about somebody else's need. So if you want to know how you're meant to be used, let somebody else's need draw you out of you. And so we sat down. I said, Stacy, edit this thing. We edited it in like 30 minutes. 30 or so. minutes. Mm -hmm. I had this Kindle create thing on my computer. I said, I think this is going to help us do it. After months of trying to figure this out, I stick it right in Kindle create. We edit it and then it's ready. We go to Kindle. We pop this baby in and it's working. No problem. Let me tell you guys, when I do stuff, sometimes there's a lot of problems. You can attest to this, right, Stace? Mm -hmm. There are technical difficulties. You've been there when something should have been working. Yes. 
There's no reason it shouldn't, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Correct. Over and over and over and over. This was like butter. Butter. So we just upload it and we send it on off. And so to me, I told Stacy, I said, I was so thinking my heart behind it was to get chosen out. So I didn't even think that people might actually buy this or read this. So it was just so funny to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are, are buying this thing. And so... I don't know. It was just, it felt funny, but I wasn't even expecting, that wasn't my expectation of it, but how cool to have something inside you. You get to release it because I was trying to help somebody else and it's still going to benefit the kingdom. Like my heart to serve somebody else is going to serve others. Mm-hmm. Not just you, not just me, but others too. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, Talk Beautiful. a couple things about the book. You read it. You edited it. What do you have to say about it, Bar? Well, the first thing, I had to make you put this in there. So you want to rag on me about not calling my book a book. Because it's not. It's more like a work. <laughs> Here she goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, but my work will be out soon. I can't wait. But I had to make you go back in the description and put, I think you had listed something like Tabitha uses imagery. And I was like, no, no, breathtaking imagery. So first piece of advice, have your friend write your description. (laughs) Because they'll tell you what it really is. That's right. I had never thought about the Statue of Liberty like this before. I'm going to look at my... Where is she? Where is she in my life? Stamps? Is she on pennies? <laughs> no bar. <laughs> okay. That would be our president. Oh, okay. They, well, a president presidents a long just time get ago. pennies. Well, I feel like they deserve a little more. They have quarters and dimes and nickels <laughs> as well, bar. <laughs> oh no! I can't believe we say we write books. <laughs> well. We don't write them on currency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kingdom we ain't currency. no historians. Okay? No, we're not. I do not work, and nor will I ever work for the federal treasury. So how am I supposed to know that? I grew up in East Texas. They didn't teach us stuff like this. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what was I saying? Have your friend write your description. Breathtaking imagery about the Statue of Liberty and how it pertains to us. You know, sometimes with us, the language is a little, um, how shall I say, flowery, prophetic. And I, I love that because it opens it up. It sort of paints a broader picture. We're not just teaching steps. You know, there's a lot of people out there that will do that. But with the, with the more prophetic language, I think that we get, it's so open to interpretation and you can literally almost read it and make it anything 
that you want to make it, you know, with this broad word. And so that's why I think I loved it is that it painted this broad, breathtaking imagery that you can then apply to your life. I think everybody who reads it is going to get a different picture of how this applies to them. So I really like that, but it was practical too. You talk about freedom and truth and enlightenment and breaking our chains and Mm -hmm. how to get ourselves off the shelf, but it was more exhortative than steps and mm-hmm. which I, I like, I mean, the Lord really uses you to speak like that. So that's my initial take on it. All right. I thought you did a great job. Thanks, Mars. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of walk through those steps just for a few minutes, just so you guys can know a little bit about what the book is about. And you can go to Amazon Kindle and get it for $1.99. It can be yours. Treat yourself. Wait, were there steps in it? No, there are three things that I talk three about. Th- okay, good. I thought I misspoke. No, I didn't really. Like you said, it's not really a teaching. Yeah. Okay. Like a breakdown. It's just three. Yeah. Sections. Important points. Yeah. Just three, mm-hmm. three parts of the picture. Yeah. That I was presenting. And, and so I just wanted to run through those three things and we can just see what we have to say about them. Okay. And so what the Lord had really let me see in that picture of the Statue of Liberty were three things about her. One is the chains at her feet. She has chains that are broken at her feet. The second thing was she has a tablet that she's cradling in her arms and then her torch in her hand. And so I knew when I looked at those chains that it symbolized a salvation to me that there's so many people who are stuck. And that's what I use in the book because I think sometimes as women, especially the battle is happening in our mind. So we start getting trapped and just stuck and stagnant. And we start having feelings of unbelief and just all kinds of things come crashing in on us because something is happening in our mind. The devil wants to come in and torment us and put chains on us. And in the book, I say, you know, the devil likes to put the chains on us. But when we start agreeing with what he's saying over us and into us, we lock the key. So we lock ourselves in. But what we forget to realize is who we are and whose we are. And that when Jesus died on that cross, that his work of salvation, it literally broke the chains. And when we accept him as our savior, The chains are at our feet. And it makes me think of this story I heard. Have you ever heard the story about the elephant? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Tell me again. Yes. So there was a circus elephant. And so they chained him. So they had a chain on his foot. And he would walk in circles every day. And so finally, some people freed this elephant. And so they took him off his chain. But he kept on walking in circles. Because he didn't understand his freedom. And so I could just imagine that when these women are just getting tormented and taunted, that they were just walking in circles. It was making them stuck and it was making them stagnant. And I called it like just you feel like you're put on the shelf. You're just doing nothing and just stuck there. And so I said, hey, when you realize that you don't have to walk in circles because of what Jesus did for you, it gets you off that shelf. It gets you unstuck. And so do you have anything to say to that? No, no. Keep going. Okay. So the second thing is 
the Statue of Liberty, she has this tablet in her hand and it talks about the day of independence. And so when I think about having a word close to our hearts, I thought about having scripture because that is our living, breathing word of God. If you want to know what he's saying, open his book. He's talking to us. That is his love letter to us. And also the word that I love that is not as easily understood as the prophetic right now unction spoken word of the Lord, his breath that's breathing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I imagine. I'm like, listen, once you know that you are unchained and once you know how to hold God's word in your heart, his written word and his breathing word, it starts unlocking truth in you. And you start getting a little braver. You start getting a little bolder and it starts stirring up that spirit. And so by the time you get to her torch, I imagine this torch, like the Holy spirit, this is not only is it the spirit in you, it's the spirit that proceeds out of you to shine light. This is where purpose comes from. And I say all this is connected because you know whose you are. You know what Jesus did for you. You're hiding his word in your heart and this unlocks daughtership. So you know that you are his daughter. You know that he has good plans for you. And then once you have that truth and you're moving, it creates that momentum in you to literally walk out the kingdom of heaven on the earth. And not only that, you become a place of encounter of heaven for others. And so you're light, you're bright, and you're moving forward, not stuck, not stagnant, with power, with precision, and with joy. And so I mainly hit those topics really quick for you guys, because I just wanted you to know that you can find it in the book. And so I just want to read the last little bit of the book for you guys. And it says, open your eyes and look to the broken shackles at your feet, because your past cannot hold you. Take a hold of God's word, hide it in your heart and seek him daily for his truth. As his spirit burns within you, let it sear right through you until a song of deliverance bursts out of you, causing you to open your mouth to declare this freedom to another. Girl, take yourself off that shelf. You were made to shine. So I see women rising up everywhere as this Lady Liberty, just walking in the freedom that God has for us. And I find that freedom is not found and freedom is not fought for alone. And so I love that on this podcast, we are all about doing life with somebody else. And I think there's a lot of times where so many people are trying to do it alone. And so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what kind of freedom that we have found together and helping each other discover this freedom, how we've broken out of chains and how we've trusted the Lord and how we've been lit up with the fire of heaven. And then also what it's like to actually lay down and serve one another to see good works flow because you're willing to sacrifice your time, your talent, your treasure for somebody else. Yeah. In the chains section in the book, you say resurrection power will come to set you free. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's going to perk up my ears a little bit. (laughs) I bet it did. Why don't you tell them why? <laughs> My name means resurrection. <laughs> Stacy will come to set me free. <laughs> I will. Well, and Jesus. <laughs> See, Jesus already came and Stacy will come. Exactly, because I live in resurrection power. So I went back to Philippians 3.10 and Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So, of course, I'm thinking all this wonderful things about myself 
I do want you to see yourself in this book. So I pray. Oh, I see myself. Yeah, I pray everybody in the resurrection. Okay, go ahead. But that word no comes from this Hebrew word that literally is to know Jesus. And it talks about his resurrection and then his sufferings within the boundaries of human knowing. Like this is something we can know while we're alive, while we're humans. And I read something that said, somebody was commenting or doing a commentary on this particular verse and saying, we can't know resurrection power until we are raised from the dead with Christ and we live with him in heaven. Hmm. But that's not what this word means. No, This is resurrection power within the boundaries of our human condition. Yeah. And I'm on this kick with Hebrew culture you know, just to try to understand. Well, Christy McLean will do that. Gina. Yeah, that teacher lit a fire in me to find out like me too. really what's going on. Yes. And so the connotation of this Hebrew word is to engage in this resurrection, this mystery of the relationship with Christ and how Paul did it and how this word kind of describes is that it's through observation, thought, and then practice. So I put that into three P's so I would remember them. So we perceive what he's doing. We perceive a resurrection. We perceive Christ. We process it with our thoughts, and then we practice it. And it's what we talk about over and over. This theme keeps coming up is that to know him and to know each other means that instead of just having the truth, we do the truth. Mm-hmm. We get up and we experience it. We experience resurrection power. We experience the chains falling off. We experience the knowledge of Christ always in context with each other. We cannot know Jesus in our human existence without relationship to each other because Mm -hmm. it's through the mystery of our relationship with him that we connect with the body. Mm -hmm. It always comes back, always comes back to joining with each other in one being united in spirit and then walking out this life. We don't just have the knowledge. We don't just gather it. We don't just collect it, but we perform it. So we perceive what he did. We process it and then we perform. Mm -hmm. And then we get to living this gospel out in power Mm -hmm. and not just through perception it's Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah it is very cool so that resurrection word you know it just encapsulates this whole meaning if you have been raised from the dead in christ Mm -hmm. you get up and you leave the shelf and you actually walk out every day you know we talk a lot around here about spirit-filled friendship and spirit-filled living Mm -hmm. and i don't know how it was for you but i was saved years before i had what's called the baptism of the holy spirit and when that starts to happen and something just otherworldly starts coming on you and your senses are alerted it's like the the world went from black and white to color Mm And just practically speaking, I can go back, y'all, I was a Christian bound by depression. I really struggled over and over in my life with terrible bouts of depression. And I never want to say like, God fixes everything. And if you're struggling, you shouldn't be if you're a spirit-filled believer. That's not what I'm saying. But I do know that very real 
sensation, that very real experience that I'm literally walking out to this day of when the Lord came on me like that with his spirit in power, that was one of my chains that dropped. doesn't mean I don't get sad, but I have not been seasonally depressed or oppressively depressed since that happened. I am a living, walking, resurrected person. And the Bible talks about, you know, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Well, yes, I believe that that's really practical. There are a lot of people who have seen literal dead people being raised, but it also has spiritual complications. Were you dead and then you came to life? Mm -hmm. Then that's a miracle you're living that you get to now walk in resurrection power and go do that for someone else. Mm -hmm. However, the Lord instructs you, but this life lived as a resurrected person in conjunction with knowing Christ is very real. Mm -hmm. And then it translates to our relationships. It's a very exciting way to live. And I loved your post today because you said something about, are you bored? Mm -hmm. Then maybe you need a spirit filled friend Mm -hmm. because we're not bored. I'm not bored. Mm -mm. I used to be bored. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We We're talking about that a little bit yesterday, but I just began to think about who my heart wants to talk to when it comes to friendship. And before Stacy, I was kind of stuck wondering, is this it? I was chasing after the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I know that there's more. And there's some people who are completely happy. It's kind of like they they have the house, they have the white picket fence, they have their dog, and they're like, we have arrived. And they are so satisfied, which is wonderful to want those things and be completely satisfied. I think that that is great. But there was this dissatisfaction in me with just the house and the dog and the white picket Mm -hmm. fence. I wanted something. I wanted revival. I wanted, I wanted to see heaven just come. Yeah. I know one of the things in me was I wanted that verse to come alive that said, you'll do greater works than Jesus ever did. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? You don't do it alone. I'll tell you that. That's (laughs) right. And so, yeah, when I wrote to the house, like, if you are bored, like Stacy said, I was like, you don't have the right friend. Because once we got together, once I didn't have to do stuff alone and God was releasing more stuff to do. We ain't never been bored a day in our lives since we met. No, because we have served each other and served the dreams in our hearts ever since. And, yeah, there's always a dream to be had and to be made real. I mean, even just practically, can you even see markers like before I was resurrected? Mm-hmm. And and I've talked about this. There was a period when the Lord just did that for me. Yeah, I hit my face on the floor and he, he did that over basically a seven year journey. Mm-hmm. But I was alive. It didn't take me seven years to come alive. I mean, once Jesus starts talking to you, you're pretty much alert and alive. But there are markers that I can pinpoint. And one was the depression thing went away. I was alive. Another thing, just, just so simple. I used to sleep until the very last minute before my kids would wake up. When I started becoming alive, like really getting resurrected, I would wake up at three wanting to get up three 30, four, four 30. I couldn't wait for even just an acceptable hour Like I didn't even, I wanted to awaken the dawn. Mm -hmm. It became like this, I want to greet the darkness with you. I can't wait to get up and talk with you. 
and I want to see the sun come up with my song. I want to, I want to be singing when I see that sun come over the trees. I mean, just, <laughs> and I'm the night watch guy. So I want to yeah. see him as the sun's going down while Stacy's sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh, I feel the same way except for nighttime. Listen, we have our own 24-7 house of prayer. We do. Stacy's okay. snoring and I'm awake and then I'm snoring and she's awake and we meet in the middle That's every right. day. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I wake up with 10 texts and then she wakes up with all my answers and <laughs> we just, it's just this cycle. It, it never is. gets broken. It is. But just, just literal things and that's what is just so on my heart because you, once you know him and you identify or even experience resurrection power, like Paul said, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. That's not some lofty goal to attain to. It literally feels like you have been resurrected. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not sure, can you go back and look at markers my eyes are alerted to different things. I walk in resurrection power. Mm -hmm. My eyes notice things I never noticed before. Mm -hmm. Or if I did notice them before, they're filtered through a different filter now. Mm -hmm. There should be markers. Just I like when you're dead, there's a marker. There's no breath in you. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. If you asked a dead person what it feels like to be dead, they don't know because they're dead. Yeah, I know. For me personally, I was filled with the spirit. And I think we've talked about this before, but I wasn't whole. I don't know if that makes any sense, but the Lord took me through this process. It kind of felt like a wilderness season where he kind of took everybody away from me and it was just me and him. And he was like, now let's work on you. And there's going to be these seasons and he had to do it before I could work with somebody else well. And it was really learning how to look at what I needed to be healed in me when I needed to be broken off me and what was broken in me. And I was looking in Isaiah 53, five, and it says, but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. And I think a lot of times we can get stuck on the, he was pierced, he was beaten, he was whipped. And so I could understand that part of the gospel. And with that, the sin is connected. He did that for our sin, right? In that half of it, he was, he was like, this is what I have to take for the sin portion of you, this, the shame portion of you. And I could really relate to that side of it. Really easy. It was easy for me to be like, oh, you're such a sinner. You should have such shame. Your past was like, oh, and I got chained up in that. And I remember even after I was filled with the spirit, the Lord came on me very strong with power, with fire. I felt him and I knew that something was up. It was like I was in this little Baptist church and suddenly I'm like feeling like straight fire in my arms for hours. I'm like, there's something going on here. And I knew it was the Lord and I wanted more. But, you know, you don't hear about that often. No, you don't. <laughs> and so for the longest time, I just kind of lived my life like that. And so one day I just felt like the Lord spoke in my heart, Tabitha. It's like in your baptism, you went under, but you never came back up. And it just, oh, it just crushed my heart because I was like, it's so true. I've been living in the pierced, the beaten and the whipped. And I just couldn't come up to take a breath and walk in the resurrection that says we could have wholeness and we could be healed. That's what it says. He did that so that we could be whole and healed. This is nothing missing, nothing broken, healed 
healed, purified. I love that. And so I remember right after Stacy and I got back together, we were at a baptism and we were just kind of newly stepping into what the Lord had, you know, reinstated <laughs> in a way in us. And I looked at her and the band was singing, do it again, do it again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my do it again. Lord, you you want me to come up in power. You want me to come up in power and I'm ready. I'm ready to drop the the pierced and the whipped and the broken. I'm ready for the wholeness and the healing and the power in heaven. And so I was like, hold my glasses, hold my glasses, hold my coat. <laughs> I went to my pastor. I was like, I need to do it again. I said, but you're wearing white pants. I can't go in there. And he said, the pastor told me to bring swimming shorts. <laughs> I was like, praise the Lord. And so he put on his swim trunks. He walked me in there again. I got, and actually both pastors, they just dunked me up and came up. And I was like, this time I am coming up. I'm yeah. in the, this time the resurrection power is hitting me because I choose to not be stuck on the sin and shame side. Right. And so for any women who are stuck in the sin and shame side, it's time to come up. And I know it's possible because I'm living in the up. Yeah. And I'm living on the off the shelf. And so we do. We need that. We need that up. Our brains need a resurrection. They do. They really do. And our bodies have to physically, it took that physical getting dunked right. again to, for me to like process it with my mind and my heart. Like I had to process it, perceive it and then perform it. Yeah. And I, so I got baptized again and it was beautiful and I feel such freedom from it. And so when I went to Arizona, I actually baptized six women and some I believe were new believers who chose to accept Jesus in their heart. But some were women who I said were like me and they had to come up in the fullness of the resurrection, come up in the fullness of the gospel, come up in the fullness of who God is in them. Y'all, she's go. so passionate about this. She will baptize you in a kitchen sink. I'll baptize you wherever you want to She will be baptize you in a bathtub. She'll climb in there with you. She don't care. No, no. Dirty pond, a puddle. Yeah. Uh, uh oh, if oh, you yeah. can fit in there and there's water, she will bring you, she'll take you down and she'll bring you right back up. Yeah. The Lord gave me a vision and I had baptized like the people were endless. I'm afraid I'm ready to let you baptize me. Cause I'm afraid you won't let me up. Oh, <laughs> stay under there. Just a little more, a lot of sin and shame in this one. <laughs> She's <Exactly>. buoyant. <laughs> that sin and shame is floating on up. Stay, hold your breath, Bar. I'm going to get it all out. We got to, yeah, we got to. You can't hold me down. I'm resurrection power. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's resurrected in something. We'll see. Hopefully it's the Holy Spirit. You know, but so there are so many of us living half, you know, half lives, half mm -hmm. holy, half whatever you want to do, half power, half whatever whatever you're feeling have something yeah but we have to live in the wholeness now you do nobody's like half dead half alive but christians are they do look at they are yeah and get so. up in resurrection power you were dead you are alive mm -hmm. and then go go and, and know that it, it that takes wholeness and healing that jesus already paid for but you have to walk in wholeness and healing rise up you don't have to be perfect to perform just go yeah just perform the works of a spirit-filled, Christ-filled life. Mm -hmm. Just perform the works. A lot of times your mind will have to change according to what you're seeing done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, get up. Go do some stuff.
Once you start seeing some fruit, you can't keep thinking the way you thought. That's right. And I love this. It says he was beaten for our wholeness, which is the word shalom. And so one of the words for shalom is friends. I loved that. He was like, be friends with me. Be friends with me. That's what makes you whole. I want that connection with you. How does he show us that? He gives us a friend on earth so we can learn what a friend is. That's right. Because we're going to receive greater revelation as him as friend. Are you saying I make you whole? I'm saying he makes me whole, but you teach me how he makes me whole. No, I make you whole. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, that was another episode of The Flaws of Friendship. Stacy makes us whole, or makes me whole at least. You guys jealous? I don't even know where to go after that. I feel like we just went an airplane up to some kind of special resurrection power land. Oh, that's where I take people, Bar. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're there. We are living the life. I'm living the resurrection power, my wholeness through Stacy March. <laughs> it's a great life. I feel it. I feel healed. You're, Saved, healed, and I delivered. Say? The fullness of the gospel You're in welcome. you. Welcome. <laughs> Oh, that's rotten, but funny. Oh, y'all, I'm just teasing. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. And so... Well, I never had my second baptism. (laughs) I haven't come up again yet. Oh, I don't think you have to. I think you probably... No, I'm resurrected. Yeah. I think you came off your floor seven years ago. I came off my floor. I think we all have to come up in our own way. Mm -hmm. And so... But everybody has to come up, and he wants to help you up. Yeah. It's just, you know, that that resurrection power, it's unlike Stacey's <laughs> speech over there. The Lord is resurrection power, and he will lift oh, right. you. Yes, he is. He yes. will lift you, and he will Let's make you credit whole. Where he will credit make is you due. healed. And I'm so glad that we get to shout what the Lord is doing in us together. Yeah, you know? and unless you experience this, you can't fully enjoy the benefits nope. of friendship. You just can't. So if you're bored, maybe you need a resurrection. You need to come up out of that water. Ask the Holy Spirit to come, to come upon you. Empower, empower. Ask him to come upon you in power. Spirit. Oh, I see like a friendship resurrection. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Friendship resurrection. Amen. Yes. Hey, we should write a little ebook called The Friendship Resurrection. Okay, let's do that. For Easter. Okay. So, y'all, we'd like to make an announcement. We have a new ebook coming out at Easter. When is Easter? Um, April? Yeah. Okay, guys. Out in April, The Friendship Resurrection. Chosen will be out before that, though. Yes. 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 You know why? Because we're resurrected Havers, Havaring. That's right. That is why. You know, I was telling Stacey, I said, hey, on this podcast, we want to talk about friendship, the ins and outs and the ups and downs and, you know, what biblical friendship really looks like. But the Haver word, the Havar word that we have, that is the fruit of friendship, of godly friendship. I remember Bill Johnson, I was reading something and he said, if you want to know why you're created, ask the creator or go to the creator. And so Wait a minute, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, what was I thinking? I love this, where you're going with this, Mark. This happens every day, all day. At least half the day. 
Mm. I don't know what I'm talking about until I do. Mm. So this is what I was thinking. Okay. When you know the creator, no. When you go to the, (laughs) when you go to the creator, just knowing who he is, it's going to make creation come out of you because you're just going to find out who created you. So I love that. It wasn't this work-based thing. Your work was the overflow of connection. Yeah. And so I know that when I'm connected with you, the overflow of our connection is the fruit yeah. that we produce. And my heart is for people everywhere to produce fruit. I want you to bring the kingdom. I want it. That's like the end result that we're after here. But we also know that until you can be a good friend, a godly friend, until you can have that intimacy and connection with God and with one another, that fruit ain't coming. Mm-mm. And so, and I can't stay resurrected like that because the other meaning of my name is fruitful. So look, we need some spirit filled friendships out there that are resurrected and produce some fruit Mm -hmm. or I'm a wilt y'all. Some of y'all better get to work. (laughs) I'm a wilt. My tree's going to die. I want to put that thing in a coffin. Oh, that's funny. Okay, as we close, be a friend. Get up in resurrection power, girl. Take yourself off that shelf. You were made made to shine. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Amen. Bye-bye.